I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome into the Online Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner in Champaign. I'm here for the basketball game. You can see the hotel room behind me if you're watching the podcast via this Zoom call. But uh, Joey Wagner in Happy Valley. And sometimes some of these long trips you don't feel like making because you don't know if the team you're covering is going to make it even a game worthy of that trip. Uh, but Joey got some good stories in there. We, we saw he stopped at uh, Sincere Harris. Uh, he stopped by Donovan Leary. I don't know, Joey, if you thought that the actual game against Penn state would be the number one story you covered this weekend. No, dude, let's be honest. Like I didn't book a hotel because I thought this was going to be a fast game. I could write a quick story. I uh, just open the curtain. We were going to podcast, right? Like there's just other stuff going on. And I was like, I could probably be on the road. Like I was doing the math all the way, trying to figure it out. And, and obviously that's changed, but that's why you go, right? That's why you cover every game, but come on, man, no one really thought this was going to be a close game. That's not going out on a limb. That's not breaking any news. It's, if Illinois could have stayed within 21, right? I think a lot of people are like, hey, yeah, all right, well, that was that was something. And then you look ahead to the three winnable games. In fact, on the WCIA pregame show with Brett uh, Barons, we kind of talked about that. We're like, okay, this one in Iowa, you know, eh, what do you know, right? But like, how about those other three? Well, now all of a sudden, I'm not going to get ahead of myself. The outlook changes a little bit, right? I mean, you got three wins and you got three games that, could project to be wins. Um, obviously, you got to see what happens next week against Rutgers, but this changes. You had to win one you weren't supposed to win. Uh, this is that. And obviously, they did their fair share of losing ones they weren't supposed to lose. The little balancing act here. Yeah. I, here's the thing about covering Illinois, man. Like, we've covered a lot of duds and a lot of embarrassing, like, not even competitive games. But we've also covered some some epic ones. I mean, think of 2019 with Wisconsin. You also had, uh, obviously, Michigan State in that epic comeback. And now you get this game, which is historic. It is the longest game ever due to this new overtime rule where after the first two overtimes, Illinois and Penn State traded field goals in each of those. You go for two every time. And the first five, Joey, no scores. And it was so Illinois this year for that to happen. Uh, but for for Ryan Walters and his defense, and we'll get to him uh, and what that defense has been able to do, but for them to, to stand up and continue to give their offense a chance, and for Art Sikowski to leave the game, which was an ugly one for him, three turnovers, and for Brandon Peters to come in, have a terrible pass to Barker, have a run that gets stuffed, and then to find Casey Washington, of all people, guy who transferred out, transfers back in, gets eligible, uh, for those two to be in the winning combination of this after the offensive line and running backs and carry you after the defense and carried you, it's it's one of the most memorable games we'll ever cover. Non upple overtime. I had I had to I had to look that up. I had to look up I knew septuple, sextuple, octuple. I had to look up non upple, and then it was desa upple uh, for for those that wanted to know. I kept looking them up. Crazy, I, I, Joey. I mean, what was it? What was it like there? Well, first of all, after nine, right, it's kind of like cut the game off. <laughs> it, it was, it, man, it was crazy. And, and really those first two uh, 
first two two-point conversions, so I guess the third and fourth overtime, if that's the, the best way to look at this, was I thought those were Tony Peterson's best plays. Um, and they, the one to Josh McCray really probably should have been the end of it, right? I, it really it bounced off Josh's hands, and they had another one trying to get to Art. And after that, you thought, look, they just got into their bag and tried to get the best two. They didn't work. Penn State just needs – three yards of life to end this thing. And I, I couldn't believe it. And Ryan Walter's defense deserves a ton of credit for, for them to continue to stand up like that time over. What I feel this team's got an identity, Joey. Um, they, they run the football well, uh, except Wisconsin. This is the number one scoring defense in the big 10. I, I don't know if it's good against the run as Wisconsin was obviously, but you just put up 300 plus yards on the ground. Chase Brown's an all big 10 back. Um, Josh McCray, true freshman, gets his second 100-yard game at, at Happy Valley. Um, the offensive line, which was the source of that quote that uh, got off-criticized, though that wasn't the group on the field that, that got criticized. You lose Vidarian Lowe in that game, and you're still able to run how you did. And, and then Ryan Walter's defense, man, the last five games has given up 89 points against Power 5 teams in Charlotte, right? Four Power 5 teams and Charlotte. Um Think of the difference of the defense this year against Penn State to last year in Penn State, which is basically the same offense, and you're able to keep them to 18 points in nine overtimes. Take about Ryan Walters. Uh, I don't know how long he'll be at Illinois, but uh, he's legit, and I'm sure Missouri misses him. You think they might, huh? Uh, it's kind of up in, in Columbus right now. Uh, no, they're getting five-star. So yeah, it doesn't matter. Defensively <laughs> a little bit. Um Look, Jeremy, don't even think back to last year. Think back to Virginia. You and I sat in this really cool open-air press box story for another day, and we're like, oh, my God. this is I mean, this is just brutal. Just, I don't know how they turned this around. And we talked about it on the plane, and we talked about it in the podcast on Monday, and we talked about it in the press conference on Monday, and then on Tuesday and on Wednesday. And for us, looking at it, I didn't see a way to turn it, right? I mean, this is just what it was with the talent it was. And from that moment – whatever they've done has resonated in such a big way. And yes, the, the point totals, the yards, and I don't believe they had, they had a takeaway today. No, uh, they lost the lost a turnover battle three to nothing. And you found a way to win this game. They got, they scored three points, Penn state off three Illinois turnovers. Kudos around Walters and that crew. Look, they've kind of gotten away with giving up some yards and getting some takeaways. Right. I and mean, that's been a little bit part of this and, and they didn't and, and save all of the four quarters. Right. I mean, it, it was good. And you held Penn state and you probably were aided by Sean Clifford missing a couple throws. Right. I mean, there was one in the end zone that probably should have been six take away all of that. And you stood up three yards, five times, right? Five. It was after the first two, seven times. That's unbelievable. Three yards. I mean, there were times that like, it was nothing. Three yards was nothing, right? Wisconsin two up. weeks ago, right? They could get three yards whenever they wanted to. And, and Illinois' front, I thought Tariq Barnes was fantastic today. Uh, defensive line was great throughout the game. Um, and, and even guys like Devin Witherspoon and Tony Adams fighting through blocks to keep them from you know doing anything on those screen passes. Yeah, I thought the linebackers were really good. And remember, and we talked about this and we had written about it, these aren't the two starting linebackers from week zero. That was C.J. Hart. That was Jake Hansen. And now those two are out and you have guys. I thought Tariq Barnes 
he was a nightmare for Penn State. He was in the backfield. He, he was. I, he's a really he times his blitzes very, very well. Like really, really, it's impressive. And, and Kayvon had some plays. You should go down the line, and I think Brett Bielma really touched on it. Was right. It's not just one guy, right? I mean, there've been teams where it's like, oh, outside of Jake Hansen, right, or Nate Haas, like there's not much around. And, and now it's you're just getting a good amount from every every one of them. And I, you can't look like you had like, oh, that's a weak. That's a weak spot. I mean, you could probably really zoom in and find one, right? But there's not that glaring, oh, my God, how are they going to overcome this part of their defense, at least over the last five weeks? Yeah. Um, goes to nine overtimes, longest game uh, in Illinois history. And, and that offensive line imposed its will, uh, Joey. And, and to think Alex Pilstrom goes in a left tackle. Uh, Jack Bedovinak uh, is at left guard. Julian Pearl and, and Alex Palczewski, as we long thought, uh, they, they switched spots, and I thought they both looked pretty good. I thought Palczewski looked good there. I thought Doug Kramer was absolutely dominant. I, I, he just didn't look the same the last few weeks after, after suffering that ankle injury and missing a game. Um, so maybe that week off really, really helped him. We know how good Chase Brown is, and, and he made some plays, and, and I can't wait to see how many yards after catch he, or yards after contact he got. Um, Josh McCray, obviously very, very good today. But I mean, they they dominated the stats here, Joey. Like they outgained Penn State three eighty to two twenty. They outgained them on the ground uh, three fifty, basically to like fifty. Um, and time of possession was thirty six to twenty four, basically. So this wasn't a fluke win. I mean, if Illinois didn't turn the ball over and if they had any kind of quarterback play, um, they would have they would have won this game in regulation, right? Like this isn't a this wasn't a fluke win to me. No, I think even if you go back to that first drive, Casey Washington would have still been right. He could have run all the way to Champaign if Art would have hit him in stride. And that obviously ended with the, the interception there. And Tony Peterson, man, credit to that guy. We, we have he's we've criticized him, I think, fairly for a lot of times. He's earned a lot of that, but he came out and called a really good football game. And again, if there was a quarterback, I don't know that, you know, it's some of those. It's not this close. It's not probably nine overtimes if they had somebody to deliver the ball. So, I mean, credit to, to Tony and what he was able to do. But, yeah, it didn't really feel like a fluke. I mean, they remember, and I thought back to it, and I, there's two drives that before today, it was the third quarter against Nebraska, that opening drive that really took, I think it was like an eight-and-a-half-minute drive back in week zero. And as it was pointed out, the, the first drive of the second half against Virginia, obviously there wasn't a lot of good to take out of that game for Illinois, but that was a solid drive. Illinois did that like two or three times today those long down the field, eight minutes, 70 plays or 70 yards, 15 plays. And they control the time of possession and it's the offensive line. It's Josh McCray. It's, it's Chase Brown, man. He, goodness gracious, right? He's really good at football. And I don't think that should be a surprise to anybody, but I, I thought Tony's game plan again, with the understanding absent a quarterback basically was tremendous. Um, we don't know an update uh, yet on Arthur Sikowski. Didn't look good. Looked like a forearm wrist. Obviously didn't play that well. So we'll see how Brandon Peters, um, you know, likely probably your guy going into next week. See if he gains confidence uh, from being able to, to complete that one to Casey Washington late. Vidarian Low, no update on him quite yet. Hopefully he's healthy, man, because he's having such a good year. thought he played pretty well today as well. Uh, and Chase Brown looked like a head injury. Um, I'll have you, Joey Wayne, if you heard anything. But, like, uh, Chase Brown wanted to go back in on, on the broadcast. They talked about 
you know, he said, Hey, put me back in, give me my helmet. And they said no, and took him to the injury <laughs> tent. So uh, they missed him in, in those overtimes. I thought if he were in probably comes down with that catch at that Josh McCray, but uh, no news yet on the injury front from what I've seen, unless you've heard something. No, I hadn't seen um, chase. I'll say Vidarian was made available to the media after the game, but he wasn't a walking boot, which I think if you're Illinois, if you're an Illinois fan, the fact that it's a foot um, versus a knee, I, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it doesn't mean anything, but I think if I'm evaluating or thinking like, what could an injury mean? A, a boot feels better than a brace, right? Or whatever around the knee. Uh, I don't know what it means. There's no update, but the boot is, to me, feels like a decent sign. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah. Um, you know, and this is Joey. You look ahead. And it gives you a chance, right? I mean, they needed a, a win uh, to, to kind of wash this taste out. And, and no, Brett Bielema's was team did not quit on him, right? For, for all that noise, um, way, way to go, Illinois, to, to come out and just kind of put that to bed. Uh, that whole thing was dumb. I think you and I knew exactly what he was talking about, if you actually knew and, and read what we had to say or, um, you know, because Brett Bielema was, quote, understandably, if you didn't know the, the context, could sound bad, but he wasn't talking about his two deep offensive line. He was talking about not having anybody from 2019 to 21 in his two deep yet. And that's a concern for the program moving forward. There was nothing untrue about that. And people took it out of context and I thought it was blown up way too much, but you know, I, I was like, Hey, maybe the locker room, we'll see how they respond, man. They responded. Um, they, they, they kind of galvanized them. And uh, they played like they had nothing to lose, Joey, which is the first time I think we've seen that compared to the Maryland game, compared to the Purdue game, right? Like UTSA felt like they came out with nothing to lose and a chip on their shoulder and all those all of those cliches you want to say. Um, but Brett Bielma obviously kept that team together and, and the coaching staff did a great job. Yeah, I hope we can now put the entire Monday conversation to bed moving forward um, because it was – it was wrong at the time that the perception of it, and it continues to be wrong now, but yeah, they did respond, right? Like maybe there wasn't noise inside the Smith center. And that seems to be the, the message we've gotten. And it's probably a pretty true message. I mean, outside of the conversation that it sounds like happened, that was the end of it, but there, that noise didn't just stop, uh, you know, around the nightmare that is social media. And, and obviously it blew up pretty, pretty good but that was a way to come out and respond and say hey we told you this was nothing I mean I don't know how many other ways they could have told people that it was nothing and it still didn't seem to it's still for some 
know, probably, I don't know who this probably someone somewhere who still doesn't think it resonated. Right. But it did, it obviously did. And that's over. And it's really, especially you know, kind of fitting, right. That it was the offensive line that, that came out and Illinois won in the trenches against Penn state, both sides of the ball. There's a lot I, of pros on that, that Penn state defense guys. A lot of the, there is no reason I would have believed that. I did not believe that driving here. I did not believe that you know, until you had to believe it because there was no other choice. That was, frankly, kind of a dominant performance. I know the score, obviously, in the nine overtimes doesn't really indicate that even at all, but that that was as good as I've seen Illinois. I don't even remember the last game we've seen Illinois look like that. Jeremy, think about it. I mean, let's zoom in on the big ones. Michigan State in 2019 – that wasn't dominant Nebraska at all. last year. Nebraska probably, last year. probably, yeah. I mean, they don't happen often. Now, it's a big chance to kickstart things, right? Yeah. For, for them, and that's what you look at. Um, you got two winnable games coming up. I think I think Minnesota can be a little bit of a tough matchup. Um, didn't see the score of Maryland, but they're very similar teams. Um, Rutgers next week is is a big opportunity. That team can't score, just like you. Um, you're probably better at running the ball. I, I think. There's some areas they might have a little bit more talent. And Greg Schiano, I think, um, is, is going to have that program a lot more talented here in a couple of years with his recruiting classes. But their defense isn't as good as your defense. And um, your offense probably is a little bit better running the ball. So, again, if you get any kind of quarterback play. But it's a winnable game, Joey. So, all of a sudden, you get to four and five with three games left against Minnesota, uh, at Iowa, two road games that are difficult, and home against Northwestern. I'm not going to predict this team to make a bowl game. Right. I, I can't do that, but I think they should be in some of these games. And, and Iowa's offense is nothing great. Um, Iowa's defense turn takes takes it away a lot. Um, but when they don't, they, they struggle to score. So um, I, I just think there's there's opportunities to win if you play like you did and just get a little bit better in the passing game that continues to be awful. But, uh, you know, you can run the ball. You can play defense. Those are those are two Brett Bielema things. Yeah, I mean, today's game plan, uh, they didn't say it, but it was very clear to, to me, like, hey, we don't want to throw this thing, right? I mean, I mean, seriously, they put in seven offensive linemen not because they wanted to get more options downfield. I mean, that, that just wasn't something it looked like they felt comfortable doing. And now you lose Art Sikowski. We don't know how long. I mean, the replay probably indicates to us that we're going to have questions on Monday about his availability next Saturday. Oh, back to Brandon Peters. And, and again, look, let's be honest here, man. If anyone's surprised by the quarterback play, I mean, there's surprise in the sense that like this is probably worse than I expected. Yes. And not even probably, it definitely is. But also, like this is what the room is. Like, it, it, I'm surprised from my expectations week zero to now. I'm not su- surprised at how this continues to play out. Like, this is what it's going to be. It's not what I thought eight weeks ago, but it's what I thought two weeks ago and three weeks ago and last week. Like, this is just what it's going to be. And Chase Brown and Josh McCray and, and that offensive line are kind of kind of cleaning up a little bit around there. Yeah. Um, I'm, I think we're seeing why Art Sikowski hasn't been the guy. It's because he turns the ball over. Right. Um, but Brandon also doesn't make a lot of plays. Like mm-hmm. he, the pocket presence isn't there. Seems to quit on plays at times. While Art Sikowski at least gives you a chance to get a defensive pass interference or, you know, he had a couple of good throws. Um, uh, I think it was in the overtimes or in the fourth quarter where, you know, he had a couple of chances to make some catches and Luke Ford wasn't able to bring it in. Casey Washington wasn't able to bring it in. Um, but uh, Brandon, we got to see improvement from him if Illinois is going to win a couple of games because at some point you're going to have to convert some big passes. Um, but that, that's, that, that's something for another day because this was a, a heck of a win that, 
Joey, not only um, for this team, for these seniors, can maybe propel them to, hey, why can't we think of postseason if we win our next game, win our next game, right? Um, I know they're game to game, but also for Bielma, just to say we are building something. We are going in the right direction. We're starting to break. Maybe we can break through now. And something to sell to recruits, man. Uh, to uh, win at number 10 Penn State, they're going to sell the heck out of this thing. They should. Right. I mean, because you didn't have a lot to sell before that. You had to win against Charlotte and you had to win against Nebraska. That really didn't. I mean, Illinois didn't look like that team that beat Nebraska much after they beat Nebraska. So, yeah, I mean, it's a big one to sell moving forward for them. And they should and they should try to get a little bit momentum off of that. But it, for anything, it's it's a lot of those guys who are still in there. Some of the guys who came back for that fifth year and this thing really was spiraling and spiraling kind of. Kind of bad, especially with that Wisconsin game, to, to just give a little more juice for these last four. And, and look, maybe it doesn't. Maybe next week they come out and they lay an egg against Rutgers, and that's entirely possible. But if anything, it's, hey, we're telling you, like, this is our words to you. This is you're starting to see it piece by piece. And and shout out, just again, shout out to that defense because there, there was every that wasn't Purdue, that wasn't Maryland, where you had a lead late and then they marched down or you were tied late and they marched down and end it. They stood up two times, I believe, late in the fourth quarter, and then all of those uh, point-afters or two-point conversions, the standoff there that it was. So that was – that's that's huge. And to the team, that's the side I think we had the biggest question mark coming into the season. Man, if you're Ryan Walters, you could probably sell some recruits on on, on a lot of things in that defense, right? Or you can sell some future employers uh, on him as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Illinois, after this game, is going to have – I mean, they have a top-half defense. I have a top half defense in the Big Ten. Think of that compared to what we thought it was going to be this year, and even in three three games in. Um, so he deserves a, a bunch of credit. And just that those players too. Um, is is Bielma said not a lot of marquee names. I think Owen Carney's playing really well. I think we think Devin Witherspoon should probably be uh, a fringe All Big Ten candidate with the way he's played. Uh, but uh, yeah, having guys like Tariq Barnes step up. I think Ryder Perry played really well today. Kudos to those guys. And, and even Prather Hudson coming in and playing some nickel today. I know that Sean Clifford wasn't the same. You could tell he was bothered by injury, but Illinois took advantage of it. All right, Joey, before they kick you out of that press box, uh, yeah. we'll bid you adieu and have uh, safe travels home, man. All right, man. We'll see you Monday. Just wow. Um, what a performance by the Illinois defense, the offensive line, the running game, the coaching staff. Uh, big play down the stretch by Brandon Peters and Casey Washington to end that one as well. But uh, thank you to Joey Wagner for covering that out at Penn State. And he's got more stories on the way uh, from Happy Valley. Uh, of course, when he was on the way out there, he stopped in Ohio to see Sincere Harris, the four-star Illinois basketball commit uh, who plays at St. Vincent St. Mary's, the same school as LeBron James. He caught up with him there. Uh, he also caught up with Donovan Leary, the Illinois quarterback commit, who drove all the way to Jersey uh, to see him on Friday night. And, of course, now at Happy Valley now. Uh, safe travels, Joey Wagner. What a week of work he put in for us. We're lucky to have him uh, and can't wait to read the stuff that he has on all of that. But what a historic game. This was for Illinois. I'm looking at some of the Illini notes that they provided. It is Brett Bielma's 100th career victory as a head coach. Uh, it's also the Illini's first win over ranked opponent since they beat another top 10 opponent, Wisconsin. And it's the program's first road win over a ranked opponent since November 10, 2007. 
at number one, Ohio State, of course. Uh, I remember that one. I was on campus. Might have been on the alma mater after that one. Uh, but Illinois also just did second win at Penn State. It's a tough place to play. And just some of the stats, man. They outgained Penn State 395 to 227. 357 to 62 edge in rushing yards and time of possession. This is so Brett Bielma. 36-26 for Illinois, 23-35 uh, for Penn State. So that's why I say that this, this didn't feel like a fluke of a win. This was a well-executed game, well-executed game plan, at least for most of it. Uh, the quarterbacks, of course, for Illinois, uh, especially Sikowski, did not um, execute very well. But they find a way to win, man. And that's kudos to everybody else on that team for being able to overcome Three turnovers by one player, uh, some some issues, of course, in the passing game, and, and to do that, and and to give a spark to this program that, you know, following that week zero win just was lacking. That you know, Charlotte didn't feel like anything, and after losing to Maryland like that, after losing to Purdue like that, to find a way to win a close game in nine overtimes, all the adversity you're going through there. As I said, it just felt like a team that felt like it didn't have anything to lose, but was still confident uh, that they could get this done, and and they made the play. Uh, number seven, Penn State, did not make the play, and I would imagine Penn State will tumble a lot. But just seeing this box score, uh, seeing all the overtimes, um, it just goes seven zero zero three 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 zero 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 two two. I think I that's not binary, but something close to it. That was the Illini's scoring uh, on the day in each period. Just nuts. Just nuts. Hope you enjoyed that. And oh, I have a basketball game to go cover. The exhibition basketball game at State Farm Center. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Derek Piper and I might have a pod later tonight about the exhibition game and our takeaways from all of that. But enjoy the night. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the week after that kind of win. And we'll see where Illinois football can go from here. Everybody take care of each other. And we'll talk to you next time right here on the Online Enquirer podcast. Mm-hmm.